Welcome to another episode of the Shredder Show. Uh, today, really, really excited to have a really good friend of mine who I'm out with in Miami earlier in the year. Uh, Mr. Duncan Lucas is one of the OGs of the uh, fitness training scene online, based in Miami. And we'll talk about some of his story in terms of how he got into bodybuilding, how he got injured, how he came back, and other bodybuilding related matters and try and give you as much value as possible. So thank you very much for your time, Duncan, and welcome to the Shredder Show. Yeah, of course, man. Good to good to be on here, and uh, I appreciate the nice introduction. I started uh, I started working out in 2007, but I started Instagram and the whole online coaching stuff in 2013. So, thanks for the nice words, and uh, congratulations on your recent uh, showing too, bro. You got an incredible shape. I was very impressed. Me and Julie were like, "Damn, bro, Charlie! Charlie got very, very lean and hard." Yeah, that's the thing about bodybuilding. Like people think it's a lot of combinations. You know, you got to be lean, dry hard, the full, the muscle has to push against the skin. I thought you looked really good. That one picture you posted in your story yeah, uh, in the gym. Yeah. I, I, I get like, you know, like how like white people get like grainy dry. That's like my physique's like that, right? You know, like how Dorian Yates used to get like that. Like, like I, I get super fucking dry and like hard. Like, like Holling's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's like yeah. a white, it's like a white British thing, I think. It's the British beef. <laughs> Well, British people, bro, you guys are known for being very hardcore bodybuilding. Yeah. And like, uh, who's the guy in there? Uh, Peters? Jordan Peters? Oh, yeah, Jordan Peters. Yeah, yeah. He's British, right? Yeah. Yeah, he coached me for a long time. Okay, okay. Who coached you for the show? Or did anybody? Uh, I mean, Dean, like, who was like a second eye? And, uh, I Dr. Know you Dean for a while. And then the last two, three weeks and peaking for it was Darren Farrell. So Darren is a really good friend of mine. Oh. who's an uh, IFBB pro who is competing at the Olympia. Um, so I'm a big advocate of going to people who've done what you want to do because they walk the walk. Right. And it's the same thing in terms oh, of like, um, like we've achieved certain things with our physique. We can help other people do that. I've achieved a lot of things in business. I've helped other people do that. And that's how you achieve success as you go to someone who's done what you want to do. 100%. And I think for bodybuilding, um, you know, for the last couple of weeks, like I, I was saying, it's, it's easy for a lot of people to like get in decent shape, but for actual bodybuilding, it's like next level. So you really need somebody who knows the, the details towards the end. And I know when I competed, that's why I didn't, uh, you know, do well on a national, I mean, I'll talk about it later maybe, but that's why I didn't do well, like on a national level. Cause I didn't really have the peak, you know, I was big and ripped, but I didn't have the peak for actually stepping on stage, like dry and hard combination and stuff. So it's crazy how much, how many details go into actually competitive bodybuilding? You know? Yeah, it's a it's an art, and you suddenly realize how much goes into it in terms of like I fat loaded, like depleted carbs, then carb loaded, uh, increased water, decreased water, like manipulating dehydration with vitamin C and other stuff. Like how much goes into like that end of product on the day, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you did you think see because you're always in decent shape. You're not like me, get big and bulky and stuff. So how much, like how hard was it to get, uh, or how much weight did you lose? So, so this, this is interesting, right? So I had abs at 95 kilos. I was like, I was like, oh, I might get to like 92. At one point I got down to 86.5 kilos. And then I went back up. I competed at around 89, 90. And that is just a test. And at the start of the year, I was about 100 and 101 that's a testimony of how much body fat you hold because a lot oh, of people yeah. like you and me both know this, right? We get clients come to us all the time. and like, Oh, I just need to drop 10. Like I'm losing loads of muscle mass. And it's like, 
the reality is you don't actually have much muscle mass to begin with. You're just quite fat. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Because you hold fat in like so many different areas. And especially for, for bodybuilding, you have to get so lean. Yeah, I remember, dude, my first show, 18 years old, two, and, and uh, I played uh, football in high school, American football. Not so um, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played football in high school. So I started working out when I was 16 to get bigger for high school football. And also, are most of your listeners guys or girls? Uh, guys, guys, guys. So also, I was going through my first breakup. I'm sure a lot of people, guys listening can relate to this. I was going through my first breakup, and I needed an outlet to let out some anger and aggression. Okay, so that uh, uh, I joined the gym, and I immediately saw progress. Can I go and tell my story a little bit now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go for it. <laughs> I immediately so it all, saw It all began with a breakup. It like, sounds like a country and western song. <laughs> dude, dude, I'm trying to think back. So I'm 33, but you're 33 too, right? I'm 32. I'm, I'm nearly 33. I just turned 33 in September. When's your birthday? December 18th. Same day as the Olympia, I think, or, or day after. Oh, damn. Are you going to Olympia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be there. Oh, damn. Okay, okay. Yeah, me and Julian were talking about it. Um, okay, anyway, so uh, I was uh, 15, and you know, I, I, I was playing football, and then we went through a breakup, and I was uh, kind of skinny. And, and lean. So I'm Greek. I'm half Greek. My mom was like born and raised in Greece. So I have pretty good genetics for like muscle building. Um, so before I started working out, I think I was like 155. And then I was playing high school football. I needed to get bigger for that. And I went through my first breakup. And I needed to let, uh, you know, an outlet for, to, for anger and aggression. Uh, you know, you have all these frustrations and stuff. So I joined the gym. And over a summer, I gained uh, 30 pounds in over three months. Okay, so I saw results quickly, so I immediately was hooked. And then I joined a Gold's Gym, and that's when I really fell in love with bodybuilding because at the time where I lived, there was a lot of bodybuilders at the gym, obviously. This was 2007 in uh, mid-Columbia, Missouri, in the Midwest. Um, and then I did my first bodybuilding show at 18 years old. So that's kind of how I, I got into working out through a breakup and high school football. And then when I saw it, gained weight quickly, like I immediately was hooked. You know, if I didn't see results right away, maybe I wouldn't be as motivated, but you know, like when you see results in something like you want to get more and more and more. So I was immediately was hooked. And then that led to bodybuilding. So what, what first led you into actually competing in bodybuilding? Okay. So man, I, I joined gold gym, saw results quickly. Oh, you know what it was? There was a poster on the gym or in the gym a poster in the gym for a show. Um, this was 2007. And I remember at the time I was like, um, I'm going to, you know, I want to do this show. I want to step on stage, but I didn't know what, what all entailed stepping on stage. So I didn't really like go through with it. And then the next year, 2008, um, I graduated high school and I started my diet. And this is what I was saying before I went on on this tan tangent, I was 282 and I dieted down to 198, bro. 198. Fuck. But I was saying I'm I'm a big bulky dude. Yeah. Right? I didn't, uh, um, and even back back then I was I kind of looked like uh, I mean I posted my pictures a lot. It, I looked like a kind of like football player. Um, so I lost like eighty, and I was two eighty two, not like fat fat, but bulky fat kind of, you know, like like heavier than an off season bodybuilder would be. But it was right when I was like you know in my I do have a believer too. I don't know if you believe this is kind of off topic, but if you're a young guy who's trying to 
get massive, you need to go through like a bulking phase. Yeah, I think, I think everyone has that. I, th- I think when you're younger, like in your teens, it's a good. It, it, you can get away with it more then. Whereas I think when you're a bit older, it doesn't work the same. Yeah, your metabolism's not as good. Yeah. Stuff. Um, so I was 282. I went down to 198, and uh, yeah, I saw the poster of, uh, in the gym, and then I just I always liked the look, you know, big, uh, shredded, uh, freaky. Uh, you know, the, the the high school breakup thing. As soon as I saw results, because a lot of people start working out for girls, but as soon as I saw results, it was. I was hooked on the actual working out, like not for girls. Cause once you get to a certain size, these girls don't care <laughs> anyways, you know? So, um, and then I did my first show and I remember I was like two weeks out and dude, it was like, I was doing like two hours of cardio every day and then a strict diet, obviously. And, uh, it's, it's a, it's a lot of work, but I made it to the show and I won teenage, which isn't saying much. And then I did open and got like third, uh, out of like seven guys in open light heavyweight. Um, and then I just went from there. So I always loved bodybuilding though, because you're building something. And that's why I, I liked, you know, I got, was so into, you know, my business and building it too, because you're just building something. And there's really like no stopping point. You can always improve. Um, I guess it's similar to other sports. Maybe I think bodybuilding is a way different because it's just yourself. You know, you may have a team of people helping you, but it's still, it's just you at the end of the day. So I saw the poster in the gym. That's why I initially was like, oh, shoot, what's this bodybuilding thing? And then I would always read the magazines. Like, I got into it at an early age. Like, this is like 17 years old. And then I did my first show at 18. And then uh, after I did my first show, oh, it also, like, gave me something positive and productive to do, which I know, I know bodybuilding has done it for a lot of people, like, save them from going down a wrong path. But for me, I didn't go to college. I didn't really have, like, a career. You know what I mean? I don't know what you did before. Uh, I was like I a, was a real estate agent, so I was uh, did that up until. Four I thought you were like an electrician or something. What's that? I thought you were like an electrician or something. No, no, no. I was a real estate agent, so I, I was I sold properties and stuff like that. So that that was me four years ago, and then I then transitioned into what I do now. Now I live in uh, a skyscraper in the Middle East, which is a bit of a different. Yeah, place. it's crazy. It's crazy. All through through fitness. Yeah, helping people get in shape all over the world. And like that's something yeah, yeah. you and me are very blessed to have the ability to do. Well, the, speaking on that, I'm lucky uh, that it's it's online and I can live all these places. And I'll go into it too. I've um, hold on back to back to the bodyguard. So at 18, I did my first show, I did decent, and uh, then I just went from it there. So oh, I was saying like I had no set career. So my family is Greek, so they own a restaurant, they're in, like the restaurant business. But I wasn't going to be like a doctor, a lawyer, uh, you know, a firefighter. I, I wanted to be a bodybuilder. So that was my path. So I was all in on this was before my business, before I started my business. So I was all in on bodybuilding. And uh, then I just, I just, no, I wanted to be Mr. Olympia. Like that was my mindset. And then I did one, one or two shows a year after that. And, you know, I qualified for national level. But I was saying earlier before we started recording, these guys, if you're watching this and want to be like a pro bodybuilder, understand or pro, even pro classic physique, pro men's physique, these guys at the top level, they have superior genetics. Now you can work hard and improve your physique and look really good and, and maybe turn pro, or you can turn pro probably, but to do like make a living of it from just competing, probably not going to do. Because I remember I did, it's a North American, it's called North Americans here, 2013 North Americans. And I was like 255, 253. 
and I was big and ripped. Like there's nothing wrong with like uh, my body body physique, but my shape is not the best. You know, I have a wider stomach, uh, small legs for my body. Yeah, I know people rib, rib on me now. I'm like, dude, I got injured. Don't, don't tell me small legs. So, but I did have my legs weren't my best body part even before I got injured. So, I, but I still looked good. But, dude, these guys, like, there's nothing you can do. I don't know if, like, you've heard of Akeem Williams. Yeah. You have? Yeah, I know. He won. He's like top. He's like sixth in the world. He did North Americans in 2013, my same weight class. I think he won. I think he won the weight class. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you're never going to beat that guy, dude. Like, I'm never going to be, it was never, especially now, but I'm never going to beat that guy. So that's, that's some bodybuilding genetics. So, you know, don't uh, get your hopes up with actual the placing because the placing in the show doesn't really matter because what you're, you're going to be, what you're going to be, the things you can control, you know, your condition, your tan, posing, um, stuff like that. But yeah, that's kind of like my, oh, do you want me to talk about my injury? Yeah. yeah. So this, this is quite inspiring what happened. Like when bad things happen to you, sometimes it can turn into a good thing. And this is what I think we want to talk about now. So I was 25 and uh, I was squatting. And I had, I remember that day we started with leg extensions. Okay, so put this in your I'm 25. This is the heart of the off season. So I'm like 315 pounds. Um, and I was doing legs and I went, did leg extensions and I did, and I felt fine. And then we went to barbell squats and I did, you know, one plate aside, two plate, three plate, four plate. And I remember like, I felt okay, but I couldn't really get a pump. I didn't really feel like the blood flow, you know, not like your legs get nice and full and you can like, you know, tighten stuff. I didn't really get that feeling for whatever reason. And then I put on five plates, which I know sounds like a lot, but I was 315 pounds. So it was, this is like, you know, I, I was a big dude. So I was, I would do 495 squats, no problem. So I put on 495 and then like on the first rep down on the way down, like my leg, my right leg snapped and my left leg snapped. So I tore, if you're a doctor watching this, you Google the injury. If you don't know the bilateral quadricep tendon rupture. So it's, it's, it's like right above your knee. It's the tendon and they completely tore off the bone. So it's a horrible injury. I mean, they snapped and like you're in shock. Like you can't move your legs, you know? Uh, this is Zach Khan. I was saying Zach Khan had this injury. Uh, uh, Jean Pierre Fuchs. I don't know if you yeah. heard him. Yeah. So you follow bodybuilding pretty closely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big bodybuilding fan. It's because we're both okay. true to our passion, right? Huh? We're both true to our passion. Oh, wow. 100%. Um, man, Branch Warren had this injury on one yeah. of his legs. I think he slipped on ice, though, didn't he, or something weird? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Zach Khan, I think he tore both of them at the same time. No? Yeah, I was on a hack squat, I think. Hack squat. And Jean-Pierre Fuchs tore it in that photo shoot. So if you guys know bodybuilding, I, I have the same injury. Bilateral quadricep tendon rupture. So, and then the recovery took, you know, the recovery took like a year before I was training legs somewhat decent. And, uh, and I remember I was out of the gym totally for six weeks. I couldn't walk for... A month. I mean, it was horrible. It was horrible. It was a, I wouldn't wish this injury upon anybody. Um, but then, you know, I had a great support system at the time. So I was able to get through it and recover. And I always say now it was a blessing in disguise. So I started my business. In two, so I started my business in 2013. The injury was 2015. And when I got injured, I was able to focus all my time on my business and all my time and energy on my business and not my personal bodybuilding. 
So, cause before I was like, Oh, I want to be a pro bodybuilder. I want to do all these things in bodybuilding. And I'm using my business because it's kind of a way to like support that. But I wasn't like a coach really. I mean, I was, but you know what I mean? I, w- I was still into my body. And uh, so when I got injured, I, I was like, Oh, well, this bodybuilding thing's not going to happen anymore. So I really need to focus on my business. And I remember I was injured in, in July, 2015, in August, 2015, I had my best month, you know, at the time, because I was able to focus more on doing my business stuff. So that's what I always say was a blessing in disguise. And for me, if I never got injured, dude, I was a hardcore, like extreme guy, you know, with everything, with supplements, training, food. So if I never got injured, I would have gotten hurt worse, you know, may not even be here because I was like an extreme bodybuilder. Um, so, I, you know, it was definitely a blessing in disguise for me. And um, and now also it helped me in my business aspect because I can work around. I know exercises and techniques to work around injuries and, uh, you know, just to re- relay that to my clients. And for me personally, now I'm still able to train legs. So I never like to complain. And, I, and if you see my page, um, I don't really like post a lot of old bodybuilding stuff. Sometimes I do just show people I did it, but I don't like to post a lot of old stuff because then like I don't want anybody to be like, oh, I feel sorry for you. You know, so I never try to bring up old stuff because there's people like who don't even have legs. So I'm not, compl- I never want to complain about like my injury and, and stop my bodybuilding career. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but now I train legs super hard. I'm, I don't really do barbell squats that much because the knee stability is still not 100%. Um, but my goals and stuff are different. So I'm just happy to be able to like, you know, train legs. And, what, what, would your number one, what would your number one tip be for someone coming back from an injury? Man, I think a lot of people just have too many, too much of an ego. Is ease back into it? Like, I don't know why people think like they get injured or they take time off the gym and they're going to come back like heat, like Superman. Like, dude, you, something happened in your life. You're not going to be the same right away, and that's okay. Like when I got injured, I think I told like uh, my ex-wife, my ex-wife at the t- time, my wife at the time, ex-wife. I was like, dude, I'm just going to chill for like two months and enjoy life, and you know, not eat whatever, but just kind of like don't think about working out or body normal. Like I think people think they always have to be a hundred percent. I'm like, dude, you're going to live a long life. Like it doesn't have to be balls to wall every day. And I think that's, that's, that's an important, important thing for people to understand. You have seasons of life. And I think about that yeah. from the work aspect. Like I have, I know times of the year I'll go super hard for two, three months. Then I might fuck about a bit more in the summer for two, three months. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So now I might know what piece of advice would be ease back into it. So uh, now, some people don't understand what that means. So I'll tell you exactly what that means. That means cut your volume that you're doing. And ha- so as soon when you, when you're able to go back to the gym, let's say you're doing six exercises for legs, do three and do half the volume, you know, cause sometimes you have to give people d- detailed parameters or else they're not going to know what to do, you know? So I would say ease back into it. Um, and then obviously like do stuff, do preventive measures. It's not happening again. So the reason I got into man, it was a lot of stuff. And I mean, I don't know the exact reason, but I also played baseball, football, uh, or I, you know, I've said I played football, but I also played baseball. I was a catcher for like 12 years growing up. Um, so that's hard. Your knees. I was lifting heavy for a long time that day. I was, uh, dehydrated, you know? So I kind of know what, why I got injured because having that injury at 25 was pretty, you know, serious. Uh, but yeah, if you're going through an injury, you, you got to go through the process of recovery too. You know, don't, don't rush back into it. Go through the process of recovery. 
and then just give it time when you get back into it. And, and you may never, never, never be the same. You know, I know I'm never, I'm never going to be like, look like I did when I competed, you know, uh, with my legs at least. That's why like people are like, Oh, are you, you know, after I got injured to they're asking like, Oh, am I going to compete against stuff? And I was like, I could compete again. Like I could get my legs big again, but when you have this injury, the, uh, the insertion is different. It's higher, isn't it? Yeah. Then my legs would look like, they look like crap. <laughs> they would look bad. I don't, I mean, yeah, I look at Zach Khan after competing. They, they look different. And I'm always the type of dude, like, I'm not going to do something unless I can do better than I did before. At least it's good. So, so yeah, I'm past that phase of my life, but I still, uh, you know, obviously I still am able to train legs and, and grateful for that. 100%. Now, you, you put on obviously yeah. quite a lot of muscle mass when you were younger. What what would you say is the uh, the big thing that made the difference with that? Do you have a certain approach you used? Yeah, I think eating. I think a lot of these guys now are scared of getting well, – I was telling you So scared. I need to put on a lot of muscle mass after my next show in three weeks. What would you say to me to do? When's your next show? Uh, in three weeks' time. 13th of November, I think. Three weeks. So you're going to compete in three weeks, and then after that, go through a bulking phase. Yeah, I've got like 12 to 14 months to put on as much muscle mass as possible. I, I, I've got like five kilos probably to, on the weight cap. I could get myself inside out, down again, of muscle. So obviously for the next three weeks, you know, not going to do anything. Get, you know, but after after that, I mean. Yeah, do what you're doing for that show. Then after that, man, I think too many guys are scared to eat. I'm a big believer in getting heavy. And now, yeah, you have to understand that if we're talking competitive physique competition, competitive bodybuilding, competitive physique, this isn't necessarily for your average person who wants to put on muscle. Because if you're competing, we're doing extremes. And I'm an extreme dude. So if you want to put on muscle, I believe in eating a lot of calories. And after, obviously, after the show, you can do it slowly. Uh, oh, be careful after the show. I'm sure people have told you this of rebounding, dude. Dude, dude <laughs> on, so after, after the show on Saturday, I. I was like, I was like, I won't be that bad. Saturday night, I had a bit of food fucked around a bit. Sunday morning, I woke up and my weight hadn't gone up much, which was actually a really bad thing because then I got cocky. Sunday, I went off the fucking rails and I ended up going out for, I ate loads of shit in the day. I went out for dinner. I had a, a starter steak, a pizza. And then I ordered three cookies when I got home, like massive ones. The next day, I had gained five kilos in a day. So, so 10 pounds, over 10 but, pounds. But, but I, uh, yeah, yeah. And I've, but I've dropped it. I think that's like, that's like 13 pounds or something, but I, I've dropped that already in two days. So I went up 13 pounds, down 13 pounds. Yeah. You'll do, I have some horror stories post uh, show, like a lot of weight, dude. The most weight I gained. Oh my God. I'm scared to even say, I'm embarrassed to even say <laughs> the most weight I gained post show, dude, I gained like 60 pounds in a week. Fuck. It was horrible. I mean, I, I mean, for I was a big dude though, so I competed at like two fifteen, and I was like two seventy five, two sixty five, like a week later. All right, but anyways, back to um, dude. So I wouldn't. The number one piece of advice, I would say, to, I mean, don't be scared to eat food. Don't be, don't be scared to get heavy. Uh, but if you want to ramp it slowly, obviously, that's why I bring up the rebound because you want to ramp it up slowly. You know, gra- gradually increase your calories. What, what's your ultimate muscle building meal? What's the Duncan Lucas special? <laughs> Duncan Lucas special. Man. So I would do, I would do eight ounces of like a sirloin or strip steak, jasmine rice, toast, and like a piece of fruit. 
Dude, I'm, I'm an old school bodybuilder, dude. Steak and rice, chicken and rice. And then yeah. I love, I love bread for bulky enough. Yeah, you have to, you got to show in three weeks, but I shouldn't be talking. Uh, gradually increased food. Oh, no, but what I was going to say was a lot of these younger guys, they're scared to get heavy. Now, when I say heavy, though, you still always want to see your abs. They always want to outline of your abs. Because a lot of these guys, I'm sure, come to you, too, and they're like, oh, I want to bulk up. But then they, like, have no muscle in their f- yeah. fat. And I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But I'm like, dude, you can't bulk up. If you don't have abs, we don't have to be shredded. But I'll say, Charlie, the good thing about when you do a show is you have a lot of room yeah. to add body fat because you're so lean. So you can add some body fat and still stay very, very lean. So I'm a big believer in bulking up. Uh, decrease the amount of t- – decrease uh, your workload, the calories you burn. I'm actually about to post a bulking video after this. So it's funny you say this. So I'll give you my three tips right here. The three tips are bulking up. Uh, Take more rest days. So if you're training six, seven days with weight, if you're training five, six days, decrease that maybe three or four. So take more rest days of weight because, you know, you're building muscle and you're growing when you're resting, not in the gym. Um, Add more fats to your diet. So fats are, you know, more, Fats are nine calories per gram. Protein and carbs are four calories per gram. So if you add more fats, you're going to be get more calories without necessarily just stuffing your face with food, um, like almonds, peanut butter, things like that. And then number three, I just lost my train of thought. Number three, let me watch my video real quick. Number three is <laughs> edit this part out. Oh, <laughs> number three goes with the rest days. Burn as little calories as possible. So I'm a big guy with like, uh, I always say like chase, don't chase two rabbits. So if you're trying to bulk up, focus on all the things to help you bulking up. It's, it's like a mindset shift. We're trying to cut body weight. The only thing in your mind. So we're trying to bulk up, get big, get big, get big. We're trying to cut body weight, get ripped, get ripped, get ripped. Like it's a mindset, you know? So I was, when I was competing, that's what I was good at. When I was bulking up, I would just be worried about gaining muscle, gaining weight. So the high my body weight got to 325. So when I bulked up, no stims, no caffeine. Um, Cause I think those things are going to like hit your nervous system and kind of make it harder to gain muscle. And then I'm trying to cut body weight, dude, hour cardio in the morning. It's a mindset shift. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But my number one tip would be, don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid to get fat. <laughs> No, but don't be afraid to get heavy because you're not going to get fat. But that's the great thing, like I said, about doing a show is you're so lean. You have such a lean base where you can gain some weight and gain muscle and still be very, very lean. And that's why I always recommend it to everyone. Every year you should do like a pretty strong diet at some point, whether it's for a holiday, a photo shoot or whatever, just because it gives you such a strong window afterwards to rebuild muscle mass where your body's so sensitive. It's like a sponge. And like, I feel like that now my body is like prone to grow. Like as soon as like I start to put some food in and start to train again, I'm just going to blow up, I think. Absolutely. So what's, so I, I mean, and you're going to gain a lot of weight first. Oh, I'll give you another tip. You're going to give a lot of, going to gain a lot of weight first. So I'm also a big believer. You said you have 12 to 14 months. Yeah. I'm a big believer in once you get to like uh, to training a long time at a high body weight helps the muscles stick or solidify itself. You've heard people yeah, say you, that. Yeah, you need you need to hold the weight for a while. That's a mistake I've made before is I push my weight up and then I come straight back down again. Okay, okay. And and that's uh, where people have- lose muscle mass quite quick. Yeah, like you know like like 
yeah, I sound like an eight-week bulk program, but that's just a start. The longer you bulk, the better, the more the muscles are going to stick. So my best bulking phase was was 12 months. So I remember I competed, uh, let me think. I, oh, I competed December 2010, and then my next show was May 2012. And I put on like 40, I don't know, 40, but like 25, 30 pounds of stage weight. So, and then I was young. I was like 21, 22, from December 2010 to May 2012. So I like the fact that you're going to go through a long bulky phase for sure. I definitely believe that for gaining optimal size, uh, you know, just, just don't get sloppy, which I know you will, but the longer you bulk, it, you, you know. Uh, what was the, what's the biggest mistake you've made when bulking? Biggest mistake I made with bulking? Oh, I would say trying to I would so I wouldn't say I always got heavy. I know you know Chad Nicholas too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 used to coach. Did you coach Ronnie Coleman for a while? Yeah, and he coaches yeah. Big Ramby now. But he's, yeah, yeah. he was from Missouri too. And I bring up his name because I know he's a believer in like getting heavy, really big. Like he gets his guys really big in the offseason and then he diets down and you stay like nice and full. I I'm a big believer in bulking up heavy. So some people may say like, oh, Duncan, your mistake was you got too fat. And I'm like, no, dude, that's how you gain a lot of muscle. You know, because I post, I post like some throwback pictures. I got uh, the other day, I think, a before picture. And I'm huge, bro. And I'm not lean. But you can still have like some outline of that. So I, I would say the number one mistake that I made was trying to change my workout routine. And I'll explain. So, you know, when people say, um, you know, oh, we're bulking up, so I'm going to, just do straight sets or just train for strength. I think if you're bulking up, you still kind of have to do similar workouts that you've always been doing. So st- still have your intensifiers, like your supersets, drop sets. Don't get away from that stuff. Because if you're training for muscle size, like still the ultimate goal, in, in my opinion, at least if you're training for muscle size, is to drive as much blood to the muscle and then feed it with nutrition and supplementation. And obviously you want to get stronger but I remember when I was younger, I would try to do like one rep max, two reps and stuff uh, because I was bulking up. And I think that was a negative because it only hurts my, you know, hurt my joints. It didn't help my muscle building. So I would say keep the number one mistake was trying to just fiddle with my workouts too much. Like keep them the same. Towards the end of my bodybuilding career, I say career loosely because I only did eight shows. But towards the end of my bodybuilding career, I just did the same workouts. So for arms, I would superset stuff. I would do a drop set or two on every workout. Um, so the goal was still the pump. You know, I think that's similar in how you train too. Like my goal is to get the biggest pump as possible. Now, I'm still trying to use heavy weight, but for a decent amount of reps to drive as much blood to the muscle. Like I'm not training for strength. And I never was really. I would always train for muscle size. So I wouldn't like what got you the muscle, you're not going to, you know, I would continue doing similar workouts that you've been doing while you're cutting. Yeah, that's a big mistake why people lose muscle mass. If they suddenly, they half oh, the yeah. weight they're using, they start trying to do like giant sets and 40 reps on stuff and they wonder why <laughs> they've got no muscle mass left. Bro, don't take a direct shot. You didn't you work out with me last? Yeah, no, yeah, no, I know Milos is a good friend of mine, but, um, yeah. and I actually nearly went to Milos for coaching, but um, I, I don't, I don't really resonate with that style of training and I don't think it's really practical either. You trained somewhere because I know when you came to Miami, you trained back with us, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do a lot of straight sets and then some sort of intensifiers, but it's generally fairly like straight progressive overload British style of training. 
Uh, oh, like okay, okay. With, with some other body parts, like shoulders and arms, I tend to do more intensity work because I think they favor a higher blood flow and higher rep ranges because they've got a poorer blood supply. But I, I don't like that on bigger body parts as much, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think we honestly have pretty similar training principles. Mm. Uh, oh, another piece of advice uh, for you and for anybody listening or watching is, uh, you know, understand this is like a marathon, not a sprint. So a lot of a lot of people in the gym now, a lot, especially with this like social media, TikTok age, they try to have like 100 percent workouts every day. You know, you're not going to hit a PR every day and you're not going to like kill it every day. But I, I'd much rather see you have, um, you know, a 75 percent workout than 110 and get injured, you know. So be smart with it. Like you're not going to deadlift 500 pounds every single time you, you train back, you know, like bodybuilding is a, it's a marathon. I mean, look at me, I got injured. I didn't, I, so I didn't do it right. You know, that's why I can come back and say, you know, that's why I went wrong. I, I probably did some things too extreme and which led to my injury. So understand like this is a marathon, especially if you're competing, but anybody who's just trying to get in better shape or build muscle, like it takes time. So you're not going to like kill it in the gym every single day. I know you know that, but I know a lot of people listening probably could benefit. Yeah, from that I, I think that's people also need to understand about um, not thinking about the the micro, like the day to day, and thinking about the macro yeah. and zooming out of the bigger perspective and understanding. Like one of my favorite sayings is like, "One set won't make your physique, but one set can break it." Like respectfully, that sort of thing that happened to you, obviously with squatting, is like if you, yeah. if you make a bad judgment call on something, it can cause a big problem. Yeah, for sure. I mean, actually, I'll tell you a funny story with that. So I never squat, even back then. Even when I was competing, I did uh, hack squats, Smith machine squats, leg press, and my legs got big. So that's why I saw the best results. But that's that certain day, this just came back to me. That specific day, my wife at the time, my ex-wife, uh, she wanted to like work on her glutes, right? So she wanted to do back squats, like barbell squats, yeah. And I was like, all right, whatever, fine, I'll do it. Because my form was never the best on, on barbell squats. Oh, like it, it, I'm also a believer too. Like these guys, I'm sure you get it all the time, like, oh, I'm doing skull crushers and my elbow hurts. I'm like, dude, they just don't do it. There's so many exercises. Yeah, it's do. an example of a shit exercise that doesn't fit your physique. Yeah. And I never had the mechanics for barbell squat. Like I didn't, I didn't have good form for whatever reason. I'd have bad ankle flexibility, mobility, whatever. So, but I wanted, I, she was like, Oh, I want to work with my butt. Let's do barbell squats. So we did it. And, you know, I got, I told my quads the fourth set. So I did something. And I, Oh, that was the first time we did barbell squats in six months, you know? So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a long-term play. It's a long-term game with bodybuilding, especially if you're competing, you know, to, to, to so, wrap things up, Duncan, what would you say is your number one piece of advice for people to focus on in terms of, getting fitness results. Oh man, I'll tell you, this is, I've, I've been preaching this in my stories too. This, this may hurt and I got hurt some feelings, but so I'm not, I know you're the same way. I'm not a big believer in motivation guys. So motivation comes and goes. You may get short bursts of energy. Um, I'm stealing this one from Grant Cardone. I know, you know, Cardone. Yeah. He says, mm-hmm. yeah, is it, you just got to show up every day. So instead of like being motivated every day, cause it's going to fade. I know I go through both times of I'm extremely motivated and then times we're like, dude, I don't even feel like getting out of bed. I know a lot of people can relate. So instead of, you know, having some bursts of motivation, just show up every day. Now you say that though, and I always like to explain what I mean. So what does that mean? That means 
know, the night before, make a list. And I'm stealing from all these people. I stole this one from Frisella. <laughs> make a list of what you have to do the next day. He calls it the, the power list or whatever thing. So make a list of what you have to do the next day or, you know, tasks you have to do. And then showing up means accomplishing those tasks, checking them off. And, you know, it'll eventually lead to success in, in your life. And, and then in fitness too. So in fitness, 40 minutes of cardio, 40 minutes of AM cardio, eat five clean meals, 40 minutes of chest today, you know, rest or uh, sleep six hours, get in a gallon of water. So accomplish tasks throughout the day and it'll eventually lead to success. So if you're just relying on motivation, it's not going to last. Like I'm not, I, I joke with people that I'm not really a motivated person. You just have to show up every day. Um, so that's my number one piece of advice. And then, uh, you know, enjoy what you're doing too. So if, if, if you're doing, if you're a coach or you're, you know, you're doing cardio and it's 40 minutes of cardio, do something you enjoy for 40 minutes, you know, cause if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to stick with it. Uh, and you don't even have to necessarily do like body buddy workouts, just do some sort of exercise that you enjoy. So that's a big thing too. Like uh, a lot of people, they, they aren't now it's not, it's not, it's not going to be like candy land, but uh, try to enjoy what you're doing. You're going to have way longer lasting results. So that honestly be my top two. I know it's not like specific things, but I, I would agree. I'm saying it's about not being about motivated. It's being disciplined and that comes down to a character trait. So yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. that's something obviously you have, and that's why you've been successful for a longer period of time. That's why you were, thank you. you were doing very well at bodybuilding. So hey, thank, um, you. thank you very much for your time, Duncan. Really, really appreciate it for anyone to check out uh, Duncan's Instagram. I'll drop the show, drop the link in the show notes. Uh, and if anyone who enjoyed the episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the podcast. And we'll see you next episode very, very soon.